This is Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations 2023, sponsored by Smart Spaces. Now back to the show. 8.33 on WTMJ. Welcome back to the special day of programming for you. WTMJ Conversations 2023. Newsmakers making news here. Interesting people, part of our community, joining us for long-form interviews. We're only a half hour in, so we hope you're with us through the remainder of the day. Still to come, Governor Tony Evers, both candidates for state Supreme Court, Peter Fagan, President of the Milwaukee Bucks, among many more. And up to the top of the hour... Eric and I are going to be guiding you through a conversation about the performing arts here in our community and a power couple in that field to help talk it through. Andrew and Susan Varela are friends. They are broad, Broadway performers. Susan, a local product, graduating from Greendale High School as Susan Spencer and is now interim executive director of Skylight Music Theater. Andrew, basking in the glow of the footlights still. You've seen him recently at Skylight in Vita and Milwaukee Reps Titanic, among so many other local credits. Thank you both for your time today. So great to see you. Good morning, Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. A little Greendale shout-out there for you. Susan. Yes, that's right. That. Thank you. <laughs> she didn't need any help. She was going to give herself she was a shout-out. Shout yeah, go can't. Panthers. Yeah, yeah go Panthers. Yeah. Uh, what's that like being married to a local product, Andrew? Um, because my wife like is at that. least from here, so... but. Yeah, no, you know what? It's great because one of the, one of the things that, that I love most about Susan and that, that really attracted me to her initially was that she had such deep roots uh, in a community. I, I grew up all over the world. And so my family was expatriates and, and Cuban exiles. So we moved around a lot and Susan's family is here. And so she had, she had roots that I had never experienced in my life. So knowing, knowing friends that she had since elementary school was just such a novelty to me. And it's been so great to, uh, to share that with her now since we've been here in Wisconsin. Well, as I grew up in a household with two theater kids, one of whom has her heart set on on Broadway. Yeah, okay. Right? Yep, Congratulations to both of you because that is, man, it's hard to get there. And it you is. did. And you know what? And everybody thinks, I think every theater kid thinks, my school was the best at that or, you know, my my program that I went to was exceptional. But I, I can say with some certainty that Greendale High School had an exception, has an exceptional theater arts program because at one point... There were four of us Greendale High School grads on Broadway at the same time. <laughs> it was Susan Spencer, Sarah Fisterer, Brian Noonan, and Jim Weitzer, who were all GHS grads. And so how do you get from Greendale to Broadway? But we all did it. So I, I, my hat's off to Art Jenke and all the good people that uh, I got exposed to at, at Greendale High School and the program there. Um, it set me it, it up really, for success. It really it starts that that it starts young. Yeah, it, it starts. We you know, we both we both have been doing this. It's pretty much been the only thing that we've ever done. Like as a as a personality trait, we've only been actors ever since we were younger. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's not surprising that your girls are are so talented already. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah. And they, you had an opportunity to b- work with both of them in various capacities. Right, so lovely. I thank you for for everything that you've taught them so far. And who knows, maybe they'll be with you. That would be <laughs> an honor. It would be an honor. I that. promise. I should mention, you're just off the run of Avita at Skylight, and the two of you met. Was it during Avita on the touring show of Avita off yeah. Broadway? Yes. Yeah. In, uh, in in on the tour, it was 1990. Oh, I love it. He looks at me <laughs> yeah. like Listen, maybe he's got the was, date wrong. It was, it was, it was a minute ago. Uh, anyway, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we, it was 1993, told, yeah, and there and was we, uh, the Avita National Tour had already been out for about a year, and they were looking for um, a replacement for a male ensemble role and a female ensemble role. And uh, in the national touring world, it doesn't happen that way very often. It's usually they will replace one person at a time. 
But so we got to come into the show at the same time. We were hired on the same day and started the show on the same day. And we got to rehearse the whole show together, just the two of us, because everybody else, of course, had been up and running for a year. I was helping year. her through it. I was helping her through everything. I picked things up. If you quick. come by it's later, we can work on yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice move. That's a good so, move. I should have done that. So you laughed, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up my game, man. <laughs> so um, we we met and rehearsed and and um, quickly were found that we were interested in each other. But we had a job to do, so um, I got promoted to the role of Ava Perone. Yeah, and I was I was still hanging out in the back, which is cool. I have no, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys that gets jealous of his wife. Man, I just, that's not me. You know, I'm I'm happy being a house husband. That's it's pretty cool. So you said that you had a job to do. So it is a, it is a job, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. So are you like setting up doctor's appointments and, and gossiping by the coffee cooler, like everything else, like we do when we're not on? Pretty the much, pretty much. I mean, I I feel like when you're on stage and and when the show is running, when you're doing because we've done long runs of shows, sure. And when you go ahead and when you when you have it going on and on and on, there comes times where you're, you'll be on stage and, oh, my God, there's a boulder coming down the hill and you're scared. And then you take a minute to look at the person and say, do you want to get a salad between shows today? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's actually the gig. Because you, yeah, right. you have it's to eat. Yeah, you have to eat. It's a workplace. You have to eat. But that's the thing. It, and and the, I, I think that the job of the actor is to still worry about that rock coming down the hill to you right. in the, while you're asking about a salad. You know, I mean, that's, that's your job. You have to live in that reality and turn it on and turn it off and whatnot but you, you know you have a job to do and it's important to you, you avoid burnout when you allow yourself to have a real life in the meantime so we're talking with andrew and susan varela varela broadway performers and now here with us in our community and susan i do want to ask you a little bit more about your administrative role and that but i will mention first the first time that i saw both of you you were together at skylight in les mis uh-huh. yes exactly and, uh, right you were fantine yes yes all right and javert javert yeah which was actually a departure for you and i'll just take one moment because it's like one of my favorite ever shows mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you were an amazing javert but that's not who you had originally played through much of your Broadway career, right? right you right. Were Jean Valjean. I, I did Jean Valjean on Broadway. Who and flips that switch? Nobody does that. Do uh, you not know, very I'm just, many people. I'm gifted. <laughs> I swear, it's just a gift. It's a huge gift. No, it, it, it's actually. Um, uh, I, I actually the quick quick story is that when I auditioned for the tour of the Les Mis, of Les Mis that was going out again, I auditioned for Jean Valjean, and then they said, "Listen, we want to see you for Javert," and I was like, "Okay, I didn't book this gig. I do not have this <laughs> right? gig," yeah. and I got the job, and I, I loved it. I had a good time because I was always the kid during Star Wars time. I was always a kid that loved Darth Vader, so the, being able to play Darth Vader was actually super cool. And I, you know, I'm so grateful because I played it for three years, played Javert for three years, and it was a great life. And Susan joined me on the road, and we had a wonderful time together. So, Susan, you've moved into a, an important administrative role with with Skylight Music Theater as Indeed. the interim executive director. Now, mm-hmm. do you, do you still perform regularly? Like, you try to mix that in a little bit, or are you like, you know what? I'm, that's fine. That's done for me. Well, from ta- from time to time, I do. Um, coming up, we are going to be the the MCs and the we're the entertainment directors and the entertainment for part of uh, the <laughs> Horizon. Yourself. And we're doing a little bit of catering <laughs> and uh, some of the art. No. Uh, that's how you succeed in the arts, kids. Um, uh, for the Horizon Hospice Gala on um, March 11th. Yeah, the so I will be performing there. Nice. But um, now I. I I kind of pick and choose when when I get back on stage. 
um, because my focus has changed. I mean, my focus changed in my life when I became a mother. Suddenly, um, everything, you know, your priorities kind of slam right into order. And um, so it was less interesting to me to do the performance side of things because it's it's kind of there's less control in your life and your schedule. And so I was happy to kind of take a step back. And before I was at Skylight, uh, Andrew and I were directing and producing. We did um, concerts around the Milwaukee area, our own cabaret. Um, we had been doing that as well before we moved here when we were in New York. But um, Skylight gave me the opportunity to um, kind of stretch myself in a new way. And it's it's been so wonderful. So do you have to do casting? Have you ever had to do that? Yes. Yeah. That's, so, that's yeah. actually quite fun. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Do you know within like the first five seconds whether or not nope. someone... <laughs> that's going to be a no? No, yeah, no. Go ahead, finish uh, honestly, your dance, what you do is you look, you look, you you try to see something. You try to see if if somebody's going to be doing something interesting, and then you dive down. Like somebody might not be a, a particularly gifted actor or something like that, but they have a certain character that you want to that you want to mine for sure. for the role that you have. So Susan actually loves casting. I it's do. a lot of fun because she's an actor and well, she understands. And one of the when Andrew was just telling a story that he came in as Jean Valjean and they asked him to do the Javert material. That's such a great moment as a casting person to see something in that person that they may not even see in themselves. So to to look at them and think, oh, well, you came in here dressed a certain way and singing a certain song and you thought you were casting yourself in your head, you know, for this direction. And to say, hey, you know what? Did you ever, you know, mix it up? Try try a little of this. And sometimes you just turn something on in somebody and, and it turns out to be magic. Yeah. I think a lot of folks want to know how you make it in a city our size. And I do, after the break, want to talk long term about the health of the arts community in general here in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. particularly post-COVID and where we're at. There's some pretty big asks out there for builds, particularly at the rep and mm-hmm. other things. So I want to get into that. But let me a little bit more on the performance aspect. How does one become a working actor in a community of our size? Because I was talking to someone else who was in the business long time. And I said, what was the jump for you where you went from being a full-time waiter or waitress Mm -hmm. and a part-time actor. And she told me, if you don't treat it like a full-time job, it will never be your full-time job. So what's, how do you make that leap from once in a while getting a part to saying, I can do this for my job? Uh, there's, a, there's, there's, it's hustle. It's uh, you, you make like Susan and I have, I think, managed to establish sort of a brand for ourselves, and uh, we, you know, we, we, we create a, a frictionless, frictionless interactions. Whenever somebody says we need this, Susan and I, we go, okay, well, we got this. We, we'll, we'll come up with it. We'll answer questions. We try to deal with it uh, by being as professional as we can, so that if you have an entertainment requirement or or uh, some sort of uh, some sort of need for a, a function of your we uh, we partner up with the client and we create uh, something that they need, something that they want, because we have a skill set that 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 is is important and, and necessary. In the and world. also diversifying. You know, yeah. we were saying before that you know, joking that we catered and we this and that. Um, we we have taken our skill set and and moved it into many areas. So you know, we've produced and we've directed. Um, and yeah, written things. We, we wrote commercials for Steinhoffels. Andrew has directed <laughs> commercials for them. Um, and, and so it's, it's good to be, um, to, you know, kind of know your, your skill set and be able to, uh, market yourself in, in different ways. Um, but it's, you know, 
we at Skylight, we hire a lot of local talent who find themselves in a situation where they have kind of their regular full-time job. Mm -hmm. And in addition, they are performers on stage and performers that are well-loved by this community. And they just find that um, it's easier for them to have that kind of constant in their lives of, you know, financial security. And then in addition, they can perform whenever they get the chance to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's, it's equally as respectable a way to, to be an artist in this. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no shame. There's no shame in work. There's never any shame in work. And if you can, if you can find a a, a position that, that will, will hold you, tide you through the, the lean times, then God bless you. That's that's how it goes. That's that's how you can do it. Broadway performers Andrew and Susan Varela are with us in studio on WTMJ Conversations 2023. Back with more right after this. The conversation continues. Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations 2023. Sponsored by Smart Spaces on WTMJ. Forty-seven on WTMJ in studio for WTMJ Conversations 2023. Broadway performers Susan and Andrew Varela talking about the local art scene here. All right, as long as we just we're taking an extra moment there because Good Morning America had this major announcement about Back to the Future the musical. Great Scott! So we now have you here. We might as well ask you like this is happening. This is a real thing. You know that's real. Real song. It is. Marty. Marty. Marty McFly. Marty. How fantastic! Okay, oh god, I want to see you do that on stage for real. The snapping morning the snap. fly too. It's a good snap. It's pretty good. No, it's really I solid. I was West Side Story. Really quality. solid. <laughs> you are snap. such an action. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's. We it's were just amazing. saying that Andrew did the the musical beaches. I did the musical beaches, and the when musical you, version of it. Yeah, and when you and when you ask for when you ask for established music out there to be in these pieces, it just it sends all of the rights issues through the roof as far as the costs go. So yeah. it's so no it's power very of unusual. Love? It, I, I don't know, know how they're going to do it. It's so iconic. It's so, yeah. so compared because they, they had the they had the uh, the composer was on there and he was not it was not Huey Lewis. It was not Huey Lewis. I'm going to guess that would have no. co- cost a ton of money to do that. So yeah, I, I'm Wind sure Beneath My Wings for Beaches Wind Beneath was My Wings was super huge. expensive. Yeah. yeah, and they could only do one verse. Oh, I they, don't remember they could only that. Do one verse. Yeah, it had to be super, super shoehorned in there. So, Crazy, anyway. but people weren't going to come see it without that song. Well, in they, it, they, so would, it had they to probably happen. would have seen it, but they would have been like, "Where's the song?" Right. <laughs> that's all you would have they heard. Torn the place up. <laughs> but that's the kind of show that that we're expecting. I thought you said it was interesting that you know, like <laughs> these original works, these things that come from nowhere. That's mm-hmm. not so much how it works anymore. Well, it's just it, it doesn't work on the Broadway level because of the numbers that you're talking about. They're fifteen, twenty, thirty million dollars to put a show together, uh, so that you want guarantees, right? So that better what's, work. What's very interesting, and I think this is what what's wonderful about Skylight, is that that when you lower the price point, when you when you lower the risk that people are taking to put on new works, you get more interesting stuff. That's why I've always said that off Broadway, you see very interesting things because it, it doesn't cost it doesn't cost that much money to put on a show. Skylight's Milwaukee's off Broadway now. Well, Skylight's a bit of off Broadway now because um, we. Have, we just made an announcement yesterday. We have a very exciting new show coming up in the fifth slot of this season, our last, our, our season closer. 
It's called Super You, and it's about it's a female empowerment musical mm-hmm. about the superhero in all of us, and it's going to be amazing. But uh, this will be a world premiere um, developmental production mm-hmm. of of mm-hmm. the show. So it's never had a full production before, mm-hmm. and the producers and our artistic director Michael Unger got together and found a way for us to um, to support this show and for them to put some money into it too so that we both have buy-in and then they get a chance to see their work on stage hone it a little bit and take it to the next level yeah that's that's that skylight is positioning itself to have this to be this kind of incubator for new work the kind of stuff that you that that gets to broadway when they can figure out a way to really blow it up or when it when it catches fire, you know there are shows that can still catch fire, lightning in a bottle kind of stuff. But Skylight is positioning itself to bring these new works uh, to fruition to the stage for the first time, and it's very exciting because Michael is, has has lots of connections in New York. He knows mm-hmm. all of these people that want to do work in Skylight at the price point that Skylight can do it at. It's it's a perfect space for new works to be to be developed and grown. So is that how something like Hamilton started? Was that just on a yeah. small stage? Yeah, somewhere? the public theater, the public yeah. theater in New York. In New I mean, York. and they, they he did it, and and and. and you just you have to you have to see what's going to work before you start throwing money at it, and so you do it at a small stage, and then it then it grows from there. But Skylight has the opportunity to be that place, right? And we've got um, we've got you know great press here, but also we've got access to you know the Chicago press can come up and see it, but you're not under the kind of glaring eye of the New York Times and and the the New York press. So it it gives you a chance to 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 kind of. Um, Hone your your product and and take it to the next level. Yeah, it's it, because the thing is, if, if something if something uh, has a, a terrible opening in in uh, Chicago or New York, then it's done. Done. So what uh, you want to do? Yeah. yeah. So you want to oh, you want to give it, you want to give a soft <laughs> opening in a smaller market so that people can see it, and then depending on how those reviews go, then you can go from there. You know, you don't risk as much. Well, this in your role now, Susan, as you you know operate a theater company, mm-hmm. is you. Do people still come and see new stuff? Because you have to try things. You have to do new art. You have to do new performance. But also, man, your subscribers still once in a while, they just want Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, like you got to give them Oklahoma. Nothing wrong right? with Oklahoma. You know, but, but, it, but it's true. I think that the Skylight and, and, and they develop, the audience develops a trust. With with the uh, with the organization and Scott and you 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 guys you guys do a great job with providing them with something that you you feel like they can enjoy. Sure, and and so we do the shows like we open the season this year with Mamma Mia. That of course is something very well known and people really enjoyed. Last season we did a show called Ernest Shackleton Loves Me, which is this two person very quirky musical about the explorer Ernest Shackleton who comes through it. somebody's refrigerator so and falls in love with a, a, a woman and it was such a such a strange quirky little show and yet it really caught fire and people loved it and came back to see it again and again and um nobody questioned why Ernest Shackleton was coming out of this woman's refrigerator <laughs> nobody questioned it because the music is so good yeah and the so photography was amazing talk about the overall health of our arts community here in Milwaukee particularly in light post covid we are i know the Oh, man, what was the phrase I was going to use? The envy of, yes, the envy of many other communities, even larger than us, because we have United Performing Arts Fund as a mm-hmm. fundraising engine mm-hmm. that pours millions of dollars into the local mm-hmm. arts via all of us who contribute to that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a gift to organizations such as yours. But we spread that money very thin. Mm-hmm. I wonder, how do we continue to support new art and some th- smaller companies that may be struggling versus... Man, if we all just get a breadcrumb, everybody starves, right? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do we balance that as we look to fund the arts in the community? Well, th- first of all... Give the, it all the skylight. 
The quality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Know, I'll take Did a piece. I'll take a crumb. I don't know. I'll yeah. take a couple crumbs. <laughs> a little something for you. Uh, the quality of the performing arts in Milwaukee. Andrew always says um, Milwaukee. That you, United Performing Arts Fund allows Milwaukee to punch above its weight as far as the arts go. Eric says that all the time. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, you do you use that phrase too? I have. Okay, I, I have. trademarked it. You owe me a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me at least. At least. <laughs> Send him a crumb. <laughs> Who carries nickels? Okay. Uh, no, and uh, we have more seats per capita in our performing arts um, sector than anywhere nationally. So, uh, you know, we we do very, very well. We've got a world-class symphony. We've got a ballet. We've got a great music theater, professional music theater company. We've got the rep. Um, first stage, of course, we've... So we, we do very well. Um, in terms of raising dollars, well, we UPATH is amazing, and, and they do so much for all of us. Uh, but I would love to see the state... A little bit um, better with supporting the arts when we consider that the Bucks, um, we have the same amount of people who attend Bucks games every season as they attend performing arts shows. And think of the money that went into the Pfizer. Nobody blinked an eye about the gajillions of dollars that we needed to raise for several um, gajillions, several gajillions, several gajillions yeah, yeah. for for the Pfizer. And and look at what it's done for our economy, yeah. um, you, you know, growing that district and, and uh, re-energizing the downtown area there. And the, the arts should do that, too. The arts does that because, yeah. you know, it's good for the economy. Yeah. People come in to see shows. They Every go to ticket the restaurants. sold is a dinner. It's a drink. It's a yeah. it's a it's a boutique sale, right. something like that. So it gen- the arts generate they generate revenue just by virtue of them being there. So it would be great. And Wisconsin is actually quite low on the list of states. That it's the lowest. Have, it's we're the lowest. 50th of 50 states. 50. We're number for one. state funding. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's and it, it could it could, it certainly help. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be looked at as a zero sum game in the sense that a dollar that goes to that goes to the arts is a dollar that doesn't go to education. A dollar that goes to the arts generates a dollar fifty in revenue for the city, for the location, for the for the state. So there is no reason there. It, it actually is a win win for the community. You brought up education. I think about that all the time. That I, my kids have gone through band, you know, and that type of thing. But the the amount of fine arts that they are offering now is mm-hmm. dramatically different mm-hmm. than it was when I was in school. Mm-hmm. So, have you noticed that difference too in the pipeline of talent when it's coming up through the market, or is there still still those really good ones that are coming up? I mean, I, I heard about the alma mater, so clearly, <laughs> clearly things are. Did working. I mention Greenville High School? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing when when you see when you see these kids uh, when they, when they when they start coming up through the through the through the ranks and and you see the the different opportunities at first stage, which is which is a, just a marvelous program. Uh, and and when you see the talent that these that these kids have, and you're like, was I ever that talented? And they're all so good. They all they all they all bring so much. And you kind of you don't want them to change. You want their energy to stay the same. But when you're a professional, it it, it does become different. You also love that you know Susan they did uh, at Skylight they did Jolly Holiday over the Christmas uh, over the Christmas and um, uh, the parents were so supportive and they were so they were made Amazing. they made yeah they made such a such a wonderful contribution to the whole production and because because these arts programs have been cut and and we have seen that um, it's it's even more important the work that the professional theaters do um, in the education world mm. so we have a very strong education program at Skylight 
and um, you know all the things that that kids learn from from the fine arts. You know, mm-hmm. communication, confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, public speaking. And Susan and I, we, we can we can we uh, draw back our life. You know, from from a show that we saw when we were in a middle school or something like that. Yeah, and it changes the course of your life, and it, it really does. I, I would I I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't an actor. Probably some sort of. <laughs> Let's not think about that. <laughs> It's too early in the morning. <laughs> oh my god! Else to need think to go about to therapy. That. No, but it's it's true. It, it it provides it provides a lot. It's given it's given Susan and I a, an identity, a life, a skill set, and just a remarkable path that we've been able to follow. Truly, and you know, and the the generation now, I'm sure that you know, with with your kids, that they are. Um, you know, very technologically interested mm. and that has, you know, all that, although it's great and those are skills certainly to be um, considered, it, it has changed how they communicate with each other, mm-hmm. how they communicate with the world. Um, you know, theater teaches you things like listening and reacting and, mm-hmm. and, and life and, and, and sort of conscious life, conscious existence. So when you're in the performing arts, you are, you are, it's, it's, you're diluting, you're, you're, you're not diluting, you're, you're concentrating into being present and alive, which is something that's so, which is unique now, which is sort of a weird thing to say, <laughs> yes, right? you know, it, you, you put your phone down and you have to, you have to look at somebody and you have to listen to them and you have to react to them and, and feel. And so it, it's almost like what what we're doing is 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 uh, you know uh, one of those um, i'm gonna come up with a really terrible analogy now so i'm just gonna leave it at that but my point is it's a unique it's, important. it's, a, unique, it's a unique it's a unique experience being alive is a unique experience it's a great point to end on i appreciate your time and i always tell my kids who've you know done performing arts and, and any young people like if all this ever ends up being is taught you to get up in front of a room full of people mm, and priceless. communicate with them and have that just like have that courage, just like being comfortable with water. Yeah, right. all, yeah it's true. It's if true. All that comes of that is is that then then it's a great thing. That, yeah. That's huge. That's one of it's one of the number one fears yeah. of any human being. Death to, in and public, public speaking. speaking. Yes. And yeah. here you are. And, and so I think to snakes conquer that, you know, that's a good that's a good thing. <laughs> Andrew it. and Susan Varela, congratulations on all your success, and we're so glad you're here in our community. Thank sharing you that so with much. All. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. It is nine o'clock. Seven more hours of WTMJ conversations just ahead.